0: about the messy thing anything else on that- the messy front chris before we move on no i'm done i'm done i'm falling out i told you i never want to bring this guy's name up
1: again i don't know man this messy thing is just a freaking mess what a disaster i
0: don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official but they got me back
1: no question about it i am ready to get hurt again
0: chris the hair on back Welcome, everybody, to episode number 92 of the Batter Herons Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, as always, is Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir?
1: I mean, this has been a great week. Hurricanes are coming, and uh, and they're not hitting South Florida. Why? Because of messy,
0: messy effect. (laughs) That's exactly why we haven't... Everything that happens now here in South Florida is basically... And it's not even an exaggeration. If you're watching from another part of the world or even the country... (laughs) Everything here is somehow linked to Messi. It's the Messi effect. So much so that we have finally broken ground on our new stadium, officially announced today, and everybody said it's the Messi effect. Otherwise, who knows when they would have broken ground. So the Messi effect in full full effect. And uh, you broke ground, Chris. How are we feeling? Well, I mean, I
1: saw the grass is still kind of high when I passed the stadium. So I don't know if they've broken ground. In terms of, I mean, they still got to cut the damn grass over there. But, hey, if they're breaking
0: ground, then then let's get to it. The faster, the better. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, somebody's spamming the comment section. Uh, yeah, Ryan, yeah, one, time,
1: I, one time is good enough, buddy. We'll, we'll answer. I promise.
0: Um, they're saying 2025. I feel like that's very optimistic for what I've seen that they want to do. And I think we had this conversation uh, an episode or two ago where I said, if you can't do it right, don't rush it. Take your time, because this yeah. stadium should be with us for a very long time from here on out. So please take your time. I want it yeah. to be done by 2025. I want Messi to play in that stadium. But if it can't be done timeline-wise, don't rush it, please, because I need this to be done well the first time. Well,
1: right. I, hopefully it's going to be done right. It's not like the Lego cookie-cutter seats that we have at the the corners of the Those stadium. Those haven't fallen down yet. Well, they haven't fallen down yet, but yeah, you, you never know. Those things were put up like in 15 minutes, so.
0: All right, so we do have two guests. And real quick, before we bring on our, our first guest, uh, I did want to touch on one thing real quick. Uh, I don't know if you saw, I think you saw, right, that they moved officially that Charlotte game from August 20th. They moved it to uh, October 18th. So we will now play on October 18th against, charlotte at home and then just three days later end the season against charlotte away on october 21st now a couple things that come to mind with this first i think it's kind of weird to play the same team within three days and second i was hoping that we would get the same treatment that orlando got last year last year orlando played us three days before their final for the u.s open cup And they postponed that game because they wanted to give Orlando ample time to prepare for that Open Cup final. But when I look at this schedule, I don't see where exactly they could move that Orlando game that we have right before the Open Cup. So I don't think we're going to get that same treatment. I think we're just going to have to tough it up and play Orlando on Sunday and then just get ready for the U.S. Open Cup just three days later. Well, I w- and I was looking at the schedule.
1: I was going over the schedule with my wife at the end of September. I mean, holy hell, it's going to be a – it's it's a slobber knocker. The yes. end of the month schedule for September, I mean, every two, three days there's going to be a game. I think there's going to be like six games uh, just three days apart each, and then we get like another game seven days later. I mean, it's going to be amazing for the viewers, but I got to imagine that Messi and Busquets are going to go through the same deal that they did when they were going through the Leagues Cup. They're going to get gassed.
0: Yeah, and, and we're not going to get into that today, but definitely it, it definitely takes a toll on our playoff chances, right? Because it's going to be a lot oh, of rotating. And then uh, I'm going to talk about that Kansas City game in another episode, but I do want to talk about that because I, I, that game is going to be fun. Nobody's going to expect us to win, so I, it's going to be fun. But anyway, yeah. without further ado, returning for the third time are Nashville I don't want to say insider, our Nashville friend, uh, and the last time we talked to him was right before the League's Cup final. Uh, he was at the game. Apparently, he was in the same section as I was. I didn't get to actually run into him, but he's back to talk about Nashville because we play them again, and uh, welcome, everybody, Mr. Uncle Mad. How you doing, sir?
2: Doing good. Glad to be back. Always a fun time uh, jumping in with you guys
0: uh so real quick i I did want to bring something up you were sitting in section 120 much like i was and i didn't see you i mean i wasn't going to go and be rude and look for you so i didn't see you and chris oh it's not coming up and chris pointed out that one of the pictures i posted he spotted you now i have to go find this picture and pull it up and i'm gonna look for it now but apparently you were and i were Right by each other, apparently. And I didn't even see you. So, yeah. Eh.
2: yeah, that that was a game where apparently, like, you know, I mean, there was a who's who there. And, like, it. I had, like, I've told, like, I had a million people that told me, like, in my video from the game that they were like, Hey, you know, uh the big-time streamer Castro's in the background of your video at, like, 2.31. I'm like, well, I don't know who Castro is. But then I looked him up <laughs> and I was like, holy crap. I was like, that dude's huge. I was like, it, it, it is. You know, Like, I looked up on his Instagram. I saw a picture of him. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's him. He was just wandering around behind me at one point in time when I'm just babbling on about whatever I was talking about about the game. But I was like, you know, it was it was, uh, it was quite the gathering of uh, celebrities at that game.
1: Yeah. Well, and so how was, I, I wanted and, to... Go ahead. No, I was I was going to ask you, you know, you both went to the game. I, I spoke to you a little bit about it, Danny. And I want to get your perspective, Matt. I want to see how, how it was. How was the experience that day? Because I imagine that that experience had to be very different than what you're commonly used to. Uh, at the home games over there.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it was awesome. There was, like, a lot of question marks kind of going into it because the ticket prices were so crazy. Like, you know, what yeah. was the fan turnout going to be? Was it going to be a bunch of, you know, kind of neutrals that were there to see Messi? Was the, you know, yeah. the, this did the Nashville fans get priced out? And, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but our supporters section was as packed as it's been all season. You know, I think it was a pretty pro-Nashville crowd. People yeah, were in I their seats. Like, yeah, people were in represent- seats like- as early as I've ever seen people in seats, like the stadium was packed like an hour before kickoff. Like we got there pretty early just to make sure there was like, you know, no issues with traffic and stuff getting in. But I mean, stadium was full from like two hours out. I mean, everybody was rocking, chanting. The one thing I thought worked in our favor though, is like uh, the messy chant kind of goes along with like NSC, NSC. So when the, the, You'd start to hear Messi, N.S.C. It's an easy one to kind of like mix in and blend and kind of yes. try sure. to drown out a little bit. So that kind of helped us a little bit in that regard. Whereas, like, you well, know, you it's funny
0: to- because I took it the other way because you guys outnumbered because Nashville showed up. That, mm-hmm. that had to have yeah. been 70%, 70, 75 to twenty five percent. But every time you guys started the N.S.C. N.S.C., I swear that it sounded like it was Messi chants all over the stadium. I guess it's selective hearing, right? I heard Messi. Yeah. You heard N.S.C but uh but that's definitely what i heard and, and here's the picture now obviously i don't know if you could see that but right there to the right of that messy poster is oh, yeah. uncle
2: mad right there that's me. And, that is yeah yeah and i was
0: like oh look at that <laughs> you were right next to me i hadn't i hadn't even realized
2: yeah it's uh so, it's crazy like because that stadium is like you know we've got a good setup where you can kind of You're never too far away from the field. You're never too far away from the people around you. I think that's what makes the sound, you know, resonate is that like everything is kind of right on top of the field. So it's always when the crowd's loud, it's just kind of burst out and kind of stays right on top of it.
0: How did you feel about the stadium in general? The stadium is beautiful. The final, how did you feel about the final?
2: I mean, I thought we played as good of a game as we possibly could have. You know, certainly there's a few chances we would like to have back, Uh, you know, I'm sure the, the Campana chance right at the end is another one that Miami would have liked to have back. But I mean, I thought we played as well as we possibly could ha- have. I thought like, you know, a lot of what we talked about before the game kind of played out where we tried to limit the service to Messi rather than just like put clamps on him and keep it from doing stuff. But I mean, he showed on the goal, like you give him one second, you give him one touch on the ball and he yeah, can just so, do something yeah. incredible. So you, you, it was almost one of those things where you knew he was probably going to have his moment. So you just had to do enough in the moments we had. And I think ultimately we probably didn't. Cause you know, there was, we had two or three decent chances where we could have maybe gotten something more out of it, but give him that moment. And you go all the way to penalties where it comes all the way down to the two keepers shooting against each other. I mean, I don't know that you can ask for much more, you know, you want to win. I mean, especially your home stadium, you want to lift a cup, you want to win. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't think anybody here was like putting any judgment on the team, any judgment on the coaches, any judgment on the players. It was like, you know, well, I mean, some people kind of got a little butthurt about Dax's little post, you know, game picture he posted. Yes. Yes. But, and and know, I wanted I, to
0: ask you about that. What yeah, I you was, think
2: of that. I had no problem with it, man. Because I mean, like, I think if you know Dax, if you follow Dax, you know he's like a hardcore, you know, desperate to win every game. You know, he wasn't like, you know, posting that. Like, if anything, he was posting that as like a, at least I can get a joke out like of this. An, like it a respect. A yeah, like yeah. He, he's got a podcast. Uh, it's called like The Journeymen, something like that, where it's like him and two other guys that have bounced around MLS for their whole careers. And it's a really good listen if, if you want to, like, listen to it, where he kind of breaks down that situation. He breaks down the game. Like, he really does a good job explaining, like, what the game plan was against Miami, where they where he thought it worked, where he thought they were, so like, some letdowns. But he, he basically explains the whole, like, process of, like, getting the jersey, which was just interesting to listen to. Because, like he said, there was actually, like, a little bit of discussion in the locker room, like, uh, between the players. Like, ah, so uh, are any of us going to be the one to go ask him for the jersey? Who's it going to be? And he said, like, everybody kind of pretty much – uh, defaulted to him and Hani. They were the two that kind of everybody was like, well, if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be one of you two. And he he could tell about it, but it's a way better, story. like go listen to his podcast because he tells right, a really right, great right. story about how it all played out and like how it ended up coming to be. But he also explains like, you know, how much it hurt him to lose that final. He said he's been in four finals in his lifetime. He's lost three, only won one, none in MLS. His only win was he won a gold cup when he was playing for the U.S. men's national team. Um, but that like, you know, he's at the point in his career where he's kind of looking at, you know, what is he leaving behind for his kids what is he leaving behind for his family and like to get that jersey from that game to have something you know your kids can point to like 20 years from now and be like oh yeah my dad played against Lionel Messi and just who cares you know at that point in time that we lost the game it's some his kids can be like yeah this is from when my dad played against Lionel Messi so I mean he had a really good explanation for it I had no judgment on it because I mean it's like you know you can see in his face even in the picture like he's not like happy he's just like well, I mean you know this is the best that could have come of it but like some of the fans that were like, oh, how could you be so like this after you lost a game? It's like, you don't know Dax if you thought there was anything other than like misery in that picture.
0: What Do you think it's worse? With, I don't think what Dax did was bad either. But do you? what do you think is, I guess, let me not even say what's worse because I don't think what Dax did was bad at all. But what do you think about what Brandon Vasquez did after Inter Miami beat Cincinnati when he went and he asked for an autograph? That I thought was kind of weird
2: that's a little different. Cause I mean like Jersey swapping, you know, has been a part of it's soccer forever. Friggin'. I remember, I remember like the, like it used to be the biggest like thing about the world cup was every game. I went to a camp one year where they like, uh, told us bring, you know, shirts and stuff you don't care about. Cause you're going to play scrimmages throughout the week. And after every scrimmage you're going to do swaps with the other team, just like to kind of like emulate what we saw, like the famous players do. So it's like, I guess the messy of it all kind of like makes it a little more elevated than just like, you know, is, uh, you know, uh, randall leal gonna swap jerseys with robert taylor or something like that that messy of it kind of elevates everything but i mean of course you know the autograph part's a little weird like i that would be more something i could see players doing like down the line like like three or four years later you happen to run into Messi somewhere and be like hey man we swapped jerseys one time would you mind signing it for me or something like that but like on the field after the game asking for an autograph that that's a little weird to me that that's a little weird but i mean the jersey swap is part of soccer that's been going on for ever like football like football started to take it now like baseball like you see random dudes like there was like a famous like meme a couple years ago where two guys partied all night in vegas and then swapped shirts at the end of the night that's like <laughs> i saw that, I saw it's, that. It's, it's part of the culture it's like it's kind of normal to me it was i think it was i think on, i think on the dax thing with people were more like you should have been more upset or you should have been more mad that you lost or something like that like you, you don't know dax if you don't if you thought he wasn't upset after that match
1: well i i think it was elevated both in terms of the attention that it got obviously so much negative attention towards it but, I mean, it's elevated also in, in terms of the kind of swapping jerseys that he's doing with Messi. Like, mm-hmm. this is, like you said, it's something that he's going to be carrying with him for the rest of his life, getting a, a, a jersey, whether autographed or not. I mean, if you're going to be able to see Messi and get the jersey swapped, I mean, you're going to take advantage of getting the autographed the same day, right? Well, I mean, what's the chances you're going to see Messi again?
2: Well, I mean, you know, especially because it was a cup final, that made it more understandable to me. And, like, yeah, you know, I mean, I think we all hope he's here in the league for a few years. So technically, everybody should, you know, be thinking yeah. they're going to get to have a few goes at the a- bites at the apple with the messy, you know, deal. But uh, I don't know. The other the guy, I, I wouldn't judge him just because like it is messy. Like you know, like you said, yeah, man. You, you know, Brandon Vasquez, you know, two years ago was a journeyman in the MLS, and now you know he's been great for the last two years. But it's not like he's like you know anybody that's had any status until recently. So I can see where he's, you know, I just now got to this level. I'm just now getting to the point where I'm playing in these type of games. I gotta take my moment when I get
0: it. Of course. Uh, so I did have a question for you. You did what? I mean, a lot of people have been doing recently since Messi came around. They've been vlogging, and as soon as you put Messi's name on there or enter Miami and you vlog, those things blow up. Yeah. And I know that you you had a great vlog. I enjoyed it. And how was that? Because I <laughs> I think you got to feel the the uh, Messi effect with your vlog. The burn, the messy burn.
1: Yeah,
2: it was uh, it was crazy because, you know, I've had a few videos that have, you know, popped off and done pretty well over the years, but like nothing that quickly. That was what it was like, and it, the total number that it's gotten to has blown anything else out of the water I've ever done, but just how quickly it was blowing up. Like I was literally like, uh, I think me and my wife were like out to lunch the next day and like I was showing it to her. I was like, wow, look, this video's already got like, you know, some thousand odd views. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. Now it's got like 2,000 views. Well, no, wait a minute. Now it's got like 2,500 views. It was just like every time I'd like try to look at something, it was like, you know, there was another thousand views on it. And I I usually try to keep up with the comment section, like, you know, comment back. People have the time to comment on my videos. I'll try to give them a comment back as long as, you know, they're nice about it. But like this one, I was like, flying like i was like i was like i'm gonna need to set a day i'm gonna take a pto day from work just to be able to catch up on all the comments i gotta like respond back to <laughs> on this so it was it was crazy but i mean and there was you know people in the chat who were like this is the messy effect there are people who are like telling me this is what happens you put messy in your video so i've kind of like jokingly in my more recent videos put in like a disclaimer in like the description like Lionel messi does not appear in this video because i know like i picked up like 200 plus subscribers just off of that video alone i'm like okay I, i'm happy to have you all here but i want to be very clear like you know I don't always vlog about Leo Messi. It was just a you know very happy circumstance that he came to Nashville, and I always do you know vlogs when the Nashville games happen. Yeah. So it's like it's like you know I hope y'all stick around, but I'll, this isn't going to be like an all messy all the time. Channel, just so you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that, that Messi effect is real for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: But you know the good thing, Danny is and Matt, you do you do a really incredible job with those with those vlogs during the game. I mean the kind of the kind of views and the kind of insight that you were giving, not just you know as a fan of soccer but then as a fan of the opposing team it's something that you know a lot of the fans that are running into your channel are seeing hey he's got pretty good views he's got pretty good opinions he's he's you got really good footage of the game so i mean they must have loved it I, i i saw you were climbing so congrats
2: to you on that for sure appreciate it thanks yeah there was a it was mostly positive there was like some like Weirdness from some people, like it was a very small like percentage where there yeah. was like because at one point in the video, like you know, Messi had come out like you know the play had shifted where he was like right in front of us for a second, and then he's like slowly walking back to the other side of pitch where he usually is playing, and I'm like, oh look at Messi, he's a coward, he doesn't want to be on the same side of the field as me, like like obviously. <laughs> Obviously oh sarcastic. Goodness. Obviously sarcastic. Like, <laughs> why me and the eighth row of the stadium would be intimidating to Messi? Like, that should be very obvious. That was a joke. But I had people in the comments yeah, were like course. how dare you call the goat a coward. And I was like, that, that was clearly a joke. And then there was there was obviously people like, you know, because I think we were one of the first teams that kind of like treated Messi like he was an opposing player coming into our stadium and then just like, you know, roll out the red I carpet and it. be like, Thank you, yes. thank yes. you, Messi. Like we were actually we booed him, you know. There was a little you know, it. Messi sucks chance when he first came out. But that was like, you know, competitive. Oh, spirit. It should was, be. Yeah. And then there was people in the chat who were like you cannot say the goat sucks. You cannot boo the goat. He is the goat. I was like, okay, this is this is how, how things work. This is sports, man. I mean, what, what are you talking about here? I was like, he's of course. he's you know, no doubting. He's the greatest player of all time. But he's on the other team on that night. So I mean, you know, we 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 treat him as well, such. So
0: what I appreciated the most from the Nashville fans there were that I was surrounded by Nashville fans, right? Yeah. But like when Messi scored, for example, they were clapping this is amazing. That was great. Like, yeah. and I remember some of them look at me and they're like, I want to win, but I appreciate what I'm watching. Like, that was amazing. And man, you, I don't, I, I don't know if it was maybe just lucky the people around me in my section, but the Nashville people were so friendly. I really enjoyed my time there. It was really cool. So kudos to you guys, uh, all the Nashville people out there.
2: Yeah. No, I think yeah. in a situation like that, where it was like such a just amazing goal, like what could you like complain about? What could you deny that goal? Like, you know, if it had been like a weird, questionable penalty or something weird like that that'd been different but i mean it's like when he just like have you guys seen there's like a it was going around social media there was like a two-minute clip where like somebody in the stadium just like did a full iso on Messi. they were just like zoomed in on him and the build up to the goal and he's just kind of hanging around he's not moving much He's He's walking for like a minute yeah yeah it's like a full like two minutes he's just chilling he's just chilling looks like nothing's happening and then you see, like, he sees something, and he kind of starts jogging. And you see he kind of starts moving. All of a sudden, he sprints. He's on the ball. He beats Walker Zimmerman, who got a good tackle in, but somehow the ball just sticks to Messi, rips that shot in its goal. It's like, how do you how do you defend that? Like, how, how do you say anything against that? Like, you just can't stop that. Like, he's just over there, like, standing next to Tata Martino, having a conversation like, hey, where, where are we going after the game? And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, he sprints and he scores a goal out of nowhere. It's like, you, you got to show respect. I mean, there's nothing – I mean, you, you can't stop that.
0: So uh, with with that, I want to switch over to Wednesday real quick. We play again. We had you on a couple of times, right? So we don't want to bombard you with the same questions we always do. So just overall, what are your expectations for Wednesday? I know that you guys have lost, what, like six out of your last seven regular season games, I think, give or take, something like that. So what is that? What are you expecting on Wednesday?
2: You know. I would have expected a lot better before our game against Atlanta on Saturday where they just thrashed us four 0 and we looked like you know, we looked like a team that had just played a couple extra games more than anybody else had, whereas like, yeah. you guys in your two games last week, just keep keep on rolling nothing It's like there's the fountain youth down there in miami the is just feeling, the like, you know, yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, but <laughs> uh, I think I think you could see we weren't like as as uh cohesive a unit in the game against Atlanta as we have been throughout the tournament. I think Dax, we rested Dax in that game. That's a big part of it, which is, you know, somewhat alarming. If like a 37-year-old center mid is the guy that links your whole team up, you probably would like it to be like a younger, more, you know, regularly playing player doing that. But we also had Zimmerman out in that game and you could tell his presence was missed as well. Gary basically said both of them he was had an eye on Miami when he kept them out of that game. So um I would expect, you know, very similar to the League Cup's final, we'll set up in the same kind of way, although you know, Tata is a great coach. So I wouldn't be surprised if he took some things away from that game and said we might do things a little differently on y'all's end in that regard. But uh, I think it'll be a tight game again. I think mean, Gary, when he knows he's got to play defense, he usually sets things up pretty well. Um, just hopefully we can because the, the big problem against for us against Atlanta was like we just could not get our front three involved in the game. At all like it seemed like there was like long stretches where like Mukhtar, Surridge, and Schaffelberg just were not touching the ball. We just we couldn't get it to them for whatever reason. So. Hopefully Dax and that, comes in. And and he and can Atlanta has such position. a bad defense too. Yeah, that was the thing. Is like we had space, we had opportunities, we just couldn't seem to find, you know, that pass that moves the ball from midfield into the attacking third for whatever reason. If it was Dax being out, if it was just like tired legs, fatigue, hangover from a cup final you just lost, I don't know what it was, but it was I mean it was like the worst fra- uh match in franchise history. We've like never lost. We've only lost one game by 3 goals. It's the first time we've ever lost the game by four goals. I think like the majority of our losses wow. have been by only one goal. So I mean, it was it was as bad of a game as we've literally played in our history. So you know, hopefully, get it out of your system, come back with like a little bit of uh you know better performance. But uh, certainly a uh, concerning that y'all essentially rested like half your team <laughs> midweek and still won. So it's like or at the weekend and still won. So it's like, God, they rested everybody still won and we played it like all but like Walker and Dax and got brashed. It's like. I don't know. It's weird how we were so good in League's Cup, and then like we've kind of gone back to our regular season form now. So I don't know. I I don't have a lot of faith in us doing a good job in this game, other than the fact that Gary typically, when he knows he has to play defense, can set things up pretty well. So if we can, we can grind it out, keep it low scoring, we might have a chance. But I mean, you know, Messi's going to do something insane at some point in time in the game. So you just got to hope we do enough on our end to like equal that
0: uh two two last and- questions before we let you go oh go ahead first.
2: yeah well
1: i was going to get to uh well we'll get to the to the you want to get to hazel's first or the or the other
0: question with athar oh uh, i'll get to hazel's a second do you think uh there's going to be a lot of people traveling down it's a wednesday you guys just played us i would just assume not but have you heard that there's going to be a lot of people traveling down to the game
2: I would expect no. We had a ton of people that just went to Atlanta this last weekend because that's an easy trip yeah, for most people. So right. I think day. that probably – Yeah, and a weekend game versus a midweek game, I think that probably um, took most of the budget. We have we we do have certain fans that travel every away game. Like there's this one yeah, guy, Clay uh, right. Tranium. He's like famous. He was like in the paper before we even got to MLS of like – he had logged like just a crazy amount of miles following us when we were in like USL and NPSL and like the lower division league. So – Hume and some other people I'm sure will make the trip down, but it was it, like I had some people that were asking me, like, are you gonna go down for the Miami game on Wednesday? I was like, I have a job, I can't just, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> as much as, I would love to to, yeah, and, as much as I would love to mean, shoot down to Miami on a Wednesday. It's uh it, it's not really feasible for me on this one.
0: And I mean for, for Nashville fans, how much would it suck to like have to watch the trophy presentation twice?
2: Yeah, no, yeah, no. I mean that because,
0: was like that what what a coincidence. Like we win it and then we get presented like the celebration for the home. You know, for us here, the fans at home against Nashville, also I was like, geez, that? that's a kick in the gut. But I feel like that's gonna amp you guys up just a little more.
2: Yeah, that, that'll that'll certainly be something. I'm sure Gary will be talking to the players about that. Like, you know, they're gonna try to lift the trophy again in this game. So you know, let's uh they spoiled it for us at our place. Let's try to spoil it for us in their place. So you know, might be a little extra motivation for the players. And I also would would think like a lot of our fan base has uh tapped out there. Budget on the Atlanta game and also going to the <laughs> League's Cup final game, so I I, I don't know yeah. if the prices have come down at all on like the home games for Messi, but I <laughs> I, I certainly do but, not think I have the budget to be able to like fly down to Miami and also buy a ticket on top of that. So on the I weekdays, there are a lot of that ah, uh, but that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Now Athar was asking, and I think you answered the question. I, I think you answered the question already, but he was asking how different will Nashville play when they come here, and uh well how will we play differently? I guess we'll leave the us to, to answer it later, but h- how do you see Nashville playing any uh, any differently? I mean, you went a little bit over it, but...
2: Yeah, I think, the, I think the setup will basically be the same. I mean, like I mentioned, Dax talked about it a lot in his podcast that it wasn't about like uh, man-marking Messi or trying to like keep on him. It was more about like making sure the passing lanes were cut off. Like that was his kind of main focus in the match for him was, you know, know where Messi was, know to keep those you know channels cut off a little bit um if anything you know i don't i don't know if we would go to like our back five gary's done that on the road sometimes when he's wanted to play more defensively going to a back five um especially if he's feeling feeling like zimmerman is not 100 percent and wants to give him a little extra protection maybe that could happen um but i, I wouldn't expect to see much change from what we tried in the league's cup because i mean I, th- I think it was pretty effective you know was, as effective as I just think it was outside of well, a little bit of
0: uh, outside of the the brilliance of Messi for that one. Pl- I think we had a solid 15, 20 minutes in that game where we yeah. looked dangerous, but I felt like you guys were the better side. Overall, work, we're on control. A large portion of that game, yeah,
2: yeah. And I, th- I think some of that was you could start to see like that, uh, you know, Messi, Busquets, you know, not having a preseason, kind of coming in and just hitting the ground running. You could kind of see the fatigue a little bit on their legs, a little bit, which, you know, I mean, Messi, he could just, like we, like I said in that one video, he could just stand there and do nothing for five minutes and then score one of the best goals you've ever seen in your life. And Busquets, you know, his passing range, he does, he, he could stand on the same spot in the field, you know, for the whole match and probably have three assists if things broke right. But yeah, it was, it, it was definitely things went well. I, like I said, I think the concern for me with RNRN would be, you know, Tata's obviously a very good coach, especially, you know, he's had, tons of success in MLS, you know, I don't think he's going to necessarily come out and run things the same way he did in that match, you know, knowing that things yeah, probably went, yeah. you know, okay for us. Right. He'll probably have some new ideas, some new things he wants to try. So, you know, does Gary have a new trick up his sleeve or is he going to try the same thing? I, th- I think it'll be a similar setup, but, you know, I think both coaches will probably try something a little different. Somebody else, because, you know, it was such a stalemate. I could see both coaches thinking, I got to do something a little different. I got to throw one extra wrinkle in there to try to oh, yeah. unlock it
0: so finally we're gonna leave off with the prediction what what are we predicting here for wednesday
2: you know it's hard to say because a lot of times i would predict our defenses to be solid uh coming off that atlanta game it's hard to say that though i think if zimmerman plays i'm thinking 2-1 miami if zimmerman doesn't if play zimmerman if, if, yeah if zimmerman plays i think 2-1 miami because i just feel like we're still kind of putting our attack together. We're still trying to like get that chemistry down with our new striker, Sam Serge that we brought over in the transfer window and Hani, and that whole group coming together. Zimmerman gives us like the presence to where we can hold on to the game, but it just, it just like, it's one of the things I can't pick against Miami until somebody actually beats Miami. Like, it's like you, you know, you're down to nothing yes. Cincinnati. You know, you, you rotate the whole squad. You just keep winning games. Like it, it's like, it'd be stupid to pick against Miami at this point in time until somebody actually proves they can do it. But uh, yes, I, I think our attack will be a little bit more, you know, competent than it was against Atlanta. So I think we'll find a way to get a goal, but limiting you guys seems a little bit more of a challenge. And, you know, I mean, if we can't, if we give them four goals to Atlanta, I mean, Tiago Amada is like Messi Jr. And we gave him like, you know, run of the field. So it's like, it feels like, it feels like we will be a little bit more ready for this game than we're for Atlanta, but still, I would, I would think it's going to be a tough game for us. I'd I'd say two. One last thing
0: you said if Zimmerman plays, I wasn't aware that he might not play. Is there a reason why he might not play?
2: So he had, he popped up on the injury report Friday with a lower body injury, didn't play for us against Atlanta at the weekend. Gary okay. said uh, if it wasn't a two match week, he probably would have played Zimmerman on Saturday. But got it, got given it, it. Miami and that was probably going to be the tougher opponent of the two, which once again, we lost 4 0. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like he, yeah. he felt it was better to hold Zimmerman out for a game, get him more fit, more ready for the Miami game. Um, but Gary's not always the most honest with like, you know, injury stuff. Like earlier this season, R- Randall Leal was out and he was, he spent like a month and a half saying like, oh, he he's about a week away. He's about a week away. And then it was like three months before he came back. So I did. he's he's like, a, he's almost like the way Bill Belichick is in like the NFL where like, he's like, oh, this could be, a, you know. Two days, three days, and then you don't see that guy for like a month. <laughs> or he shows, or he shows, or he yeah. shows up and play. He shows up and plays out of nowhere, and you're like, "Oh, I thought this guy was out for three months, but now he's in the starting yeah, line yeah. again." So it's like, it's one of those things where like Gary's a little cagey about injuries and stuff like that. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. he's, you know, Lil came back a lot faster than I thought he would this time. So you know, I think Zimmerman probably will play because like the way Gary phrased it made it sound like he's planning on playing him. But you know, I, I would Gary. assume that he's going to play. And just in Game case you decide to, to make it. a random trip. Cheapest
0: ticket to get in the house is 163, followed by 165, 166, so somewhere in the 160s, 170s. If you decide to make the trip, uh, section 110, row 17. not Horrible seats, not decent. That's decent. not bad. Not, not terrible. terrible. All right. Terrible. Well, Uncle Mad, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. If you haven't already, please go ahead and follow Uncle Mad on Twitter. Uh, I mean, you can go ahead and give off your socials and YouTube and all that other stuff before we get off. See if yeah, you can get some more of that. That's the effect
2: it's a uh, it's uncle mad on everything sometimes there's an underscore sometimes there's not it's 2d's and mad cuz i'm that angry about stuff that there's an extra d in mad so it's, <laughs> look for it there i mean i'm exi- i'm gonna i'm gonna hang around and i'm excited to see tim i mean you guys should a- ask Tim uh, about small sample size ask him about small sample sizes that'll be funny
0: well i i wanted to ask tim about leo missing is is what i wanted to ask him about but um uh, oh he'll he'll, he'll
2: he'll uh, He'll love that him and uh, his co-hosts they they're they are they, yeah. are they love their puns when they're on their podcast yeah. there if, <laughs> yes, if, if i honestly <laughs> he's a, he's a great guest for you guys to get if i ever say anything smart about nashville sc there's a good chance that i heard it from tim or his co-host first and just repeated it on my show so like he, he's a good get to get I'm, I'm excited to hear what he has to say
0: yeah all right and uh and one last thing somebody complimented your shirt cool t-shirt uncle mad so oh, yeah, again, this is uh,
2: the Juneteenth jersey from last year. So yeah. I, think, I think every club had this last year. And this yeah, everybody.
0: The, the, all, a lot of people are, are new to, the, to MLS, but yeah, yeah. Those are, are like league-wide when we have those celebrations, Fourth of July, Juneteenth, all mm-hmm. that other really good stuff. So again, thank you for joining us, and uh, and we'll uh, catch up with you next time. Yep. See you guys. All right. Have a good one. All right, and then with that great introduction from Uncle Matt, I don't even know if I should I say much else welcome tim how are you doing sir tim sullivan
3: not too bad how are you guys doing good Living good thank you for coming on shout out to uncle mad for all, all the late shout outs he tossed me there at the at the very end he should <laughs> not have <laughs> given any the- to west but he did give me a few so
1: <laughs> <laughs> roll the red carpet out there
0: <laughs> so uh so we were contemplating on whether we should have just Uncle Matt on, or we want to get somebody else's take, and because we try to, you know, get different takes when we have uh, opposing teams on. So we figured, well, everybody loves Uncle Matt, so we brought him on for the first half. But we did want to get some some new takes from uh, who else but Tim Sullivan from the Club and Country website podcast you guys got a bunch of stuff. If you want to just throw it all out there now. So everybody.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Them. I mean, the easiest, the easiest thing to do is if you have a, if you have a platform that you're looking for content on search for club and country club country, USA is a good way to find it too. So yep. Whatever it is, a uh, podcast and website are the two main ones. though. All right. So,
1: well, and you, and Danny, you know, we got to double up since we just were, we played Nashville recently and now we're playing them again. So we had to double up for this episode, Danny.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I think that was the thing. We felt like, what are we going to ask Uncle Matt? They didn't tell us two weeks ago or a week ago. So, <laughs> but now that we have you on here, fresh takes, we wanted to see more or less what are you six out of seven losses in the regular season, mm-hmm. but you looked, but you look pretty, I don't want to say great in the least Cup, right? You could have lost to America yeah. penalties. You had a couple of penalty shootouts. How are you feeling about Nashville going into this game overall?
3: Yeah, I I think the the fairest thing to say is that they uh, were better than they looked in the final few regular season games before the League's Cup and probably not quite as good as they looked during League's Cup. And then um, it kind of all came crashing down against Atlanta. And that's, you know, it's just one of those games where you put so much into the Miami final and then um, you know that you have Miami coming up in just a couple days as well. Um, Atlanta's also a rivalry. It's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because Atlanta is a rivalry, but like when you look at kind of the sequence of games where these games against not just Miami, which is a team that Nashville has had the number of for the most part, but this is not the same, the same Miami that they saw every time before, you know, a week and a half ago. So it's kind of a different story when you look at what this uh, challenge against Miami presents, but also what the opportunity is. Um, I, I think when anybody you know, logs into MLS League Pass presented by Apple, uh, it's, there's a very different viewership number when, when Messi's playing versus when he's not. And I think yes. Nashville kind of knew that and is, is kind of planning accordingly to, to try and put their best foot forward in this one. Uh, at, at the expensive rivalry game, yes, but uh, because they know how important this is in terms of global eyeballs, not just uh, kind of what it means in the MLS season. What did you think that they did best during that Leagues Cup game? Because I felt
0: they didn't necessarily put the clamps on Messi, but they mm-hmm. kept Messi away from the ball. Right? They 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 cut off the yeah. passing lanes, didn't allow him to get the ball. What, in your opinion, was what? Matt Because I thought Nashville did a great job against Inter Miami. I thought they were the better side for a
3: lot of that game. Yeah, I, I think you you have it just right. Like you're playing against the best player who has ever walked this planet. He's going to have kind of an incredible goal against you. Your your objective is to make sure he only has one incredible goal against you, which is absolutely ridiculous to say. I don't think like Real Madrid had been thinking that, you know, over the past 15 years or whatever. But when you're in Major League Soccer, you kind of say, we know Messi is going to get his. We need to make sure it only happens one time. And Nashville went out and executed a game plan that was exactly that. It was if he gets on the ball he's going to do what he does we need to get him on the ball as as infrequently as possible and we need to make sure that the opportunities that he has are farther away from goal which were for the most part what they were there were a few set piece opportunities in addition to the to the one that he did score there were there were the set piece opportunities that, that I think Nashville fans were uh, pretty scared of them um unfortunately for them it didn't turn into anything but the the goal was don't let the best player who's who's ever played beat you uh maybe let him draw you i guess is which is what happened yeah. but uh you know don't let him go out and dominate the game i think you know you look at like what orlando did in in the league's cup match and what some of these other teams did I, even dallas which earned the draw but but obviously didn't advance on penalties they almost got complacent and said yeah we took care of messi for 30 minutes definitely that's enough that's how long a soccer game is, right? Is thirty minutes good? Yeah. Okay, we're done, you know. And <laughs> Nashville didn't want to let that happen, and then I think that was kind of to their, um, you know, to their credit, they did a very good job of that. And um, you know, that's that's the most you can act in that, ask in that circumstance.
1: Well, and I thought that you guys, for the most part, probably game plan the best against us throughout. All of the teams that we played, I mean, maybe, I don't know if I'm wrong here, Danny, or if you disagree, but I think your team was probably the best that game planned against us throughout the league's cup, because I was looking at the team, you know, before that, when we played uh, Philly, and I thought that they were going to be the best representatives out to play us. And they kind of fumbled the ball, having somebody just hover over Sergio Busquets the whole time. So you-
0: considering that you guys kept us only under or with under a goal. Do you think that Nashville kind of, um, they looked, I don't want to say lucked out, but they took advantage of the fact that they were able to watch Philly get cute and they decided, let's yeah, not yeah. get cute. Let's just play our game. Because I feel like that was an advantage to Nashville because I think people going into play against Messi, it's like they might overthink things. Let's mm-hmm. figure out how we can take Messi and Busquets out of the game. And to an extent, yeah. they end up overthinking themselves out of the game.
3: Yeah, I think what, what Chris just said is, is a big deal is that they saw Philly do it and, and Danny what you said too is is they were like, Hey, you know, we're just gonna do what we do and we're gonna try to do a really good job of it. What Philly did was was Obviously in hindsight, but just so yeah. stupid was let's do something completely different from what we usually like do. They will never here. expect it, and we are yeah. just gonna catch them by surprise. But you know who also doesn't expect it is the guys who train for you know 51 weeks oh. a year and then suddenly the 52nd for week, sure. you're like, oh now we have to do something completely different. Um yeah. and again, we're playing we're playing against Messi. I think he's seen a lot of different things. He can probably figure it out. He's pretty good think, football. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, I, I don't think there's gonna be something that's like schematically gonna be like oh, wow, I've never seen this before. Um, So I think Nashville was probably going to do a version of what they always do. They're pretty, I don't want to say dogmatic in what they do, but they aren't going to overthink things as much as some other teams might do. But I think seeing what Philly did, they were like, okay, what we really need to do is absolutely buckle down on what we know we are the absolute best in. They had messed around with a diamond formation a little bit, which is, um, I, th- I believe, part of what Philly had been doing before they switched to that back three to to mess around with Messi uh, to their own detriment, I guess. But Nashville said, you know, what? we're best in a, you know, a two holding midfielders. We're just going to have those guys sit back. And, um, you know, Dax McCarty, I think, was a little bit more tasked with kind of following Messi around. But we're going to have those guys sit deep and make sure that we aren't, you know, destroyed by giving a lot of space. And that's, that's what they have done. That's what they did, you know, in, you know, from 2020 until 2021, that's, you know, the primary thing that they've done, they've messed around with some different stuff over the last couple of years because they've added more talent, but it was really, let's get back to basics. What we know we have drilled really well, what we know we can do really well. And if we get beat by messy, we get beat by Messi, but we're not going to do it because we we tried to outsmart him. Because I don't think anybody yeah. uh, who who is uh, who's actually going to win a game is is going to outsmart Messi in order to beat him. Well, and in the last and the last time that you guys played us, you you guys
1: now that we're talking a little bit about tactics information, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you guys ran up what looks like to be a four four two against us, and then in the last game against Atlanta, you guys ran a four four two as well. Is that something that you're sort of foreseeing?
3: Is the possibility that that's going to be approached on Wednesday? It'll be interesting to see because some of that comes down to who's healthy. I think Dax McCarty is actually a, a much more important piece of of making some of the um, preferred tactics work. And if he's not available, then it changes everything. But um, Nashville is is they'll go with a four four two, but really it's a, a defensive four four two formation. And in, in attack, it's a little bit more of two true wingers so it's like a 4231 two true wingers and Hani Mukhtar playing well behind a true striker and um you know Sam Surridge who has not uh been quite as good in the last couple of games to be quite honest he wasn't as good as he had been um for for much of his league's cup performance in the in the final against Miami and then he wasn't good at all <laughs> against against Atlanta over the weekend. Yeah. So if he's sharp, I think they'll be very happy to play with one up top and, and kind of drop Hani back a little bit. And, and a little bit more of that kind of – it's basically a modern take on a 4-4-2 where just one of the strikers is, is kind of that playmaking number 10. But I think that they'll be very happy to do that uh, with a full-strength lineup.
0: Chris, real quick, I had a question for you. Do you think that we're going to see a regular starting lineup of just Messi, Busquets, and everybody, 490? Or do you think that we're going to kind of rest our guys a little more so we can be fresh going into LA? Because I feel like the LAFC, for me personally, I think that's the bigger game than the Nashville game. I, I would put more stock in the LAFC game simply because we've beaten Nashville in Nashville. We've beaten... Ah, uh, Philly and Philly. We beat in Cincinnati and Cincinnati. I feel like that other big name, big team that you want to be in their house would be LAFC. I, me personally, I want to be LAFC in LA. Do you think we get rotation in this game, or is it just full ninety, Messi? No, I think we're gonna see some rotation this game. And I think
1: if, if there's any game that I think we can, I guess I, I don't want to say sacrifice, but any game that we want to take a chance on I guess would be this Wednesday game especially with the opponents that we have after the fact I mean we have LAFC and we have Sporting KC we got Atlanta right after so I think that we can afford you know starting them well, national, uh, no. starting other players or or playing other players I, I, later
0: I mean I think if we rotate players we taking a there's a good chance we lose this game honestly uh, I feel like we we need Messi out there we could kiss some sisters, I guess, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> but um, I I don't know. I, I expect them to play the full ninety. I was just curious what you thought. I expect them to play the full ninety and also play the 490 against LAFC. That's what I expect. But I was kind of curious. That would be thought.
1: fantastic.
0: But I I, Ooh, I yeah. would think. Well, you know what makes the difference though, Danny, is they're going to be
1: presenting the league's cup, the league's cup trophy. Right, so would you want to not start Messi on the day that you're presenting the same trophy that I Messi know, I, helped win? I really
0: don't. I really don't think the team cares that much. No. Like, do you really think that just because they're presenting the trophy, they feel like they need to play ninety minutes? Well, then I guess uh, I guess Nashville doesn't have to play a
3: one-one-eight or an eight-one-one. <laughs> then I guess
0: nobody's playing that. Uh, All right. Well, so let me give, uh, a, let me give an
3: let me give an outsider's perspective on on rotation. Areas. I, would, I would love that. Uh. uh Uncle Mad was just talking about it. Messi doesn't expend a ton of energy when he plays, and that's that's not a criticism on him at all. That is absolutely no. the, the smart way to play the game. Uh and then, you know, you've got Nashville, you've got LAFC, and then a sporting KC who sucks. Uh I think if 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 he can get through 90 minutes of two games, and then you can make the decision for SKC. The issue with with where Miami stands right now in the Eastern Conference is there is no point that is that is not valuable. And until there becomes a, uh, you know, a, a moment in time where you can say, oh, yeah, we don't care about, you know, two points or three points, yeah, then you can start resting those guys. And I think at this stage, honestly, it doesn't make any sense to go with anything less than a full lineup so. against Nashville. If if you, if you get everything you need against Nashville, it doesn't make it sense to go with anything less than a full lineup against LAFC. Against SKC, you can you can get a result without a full strength lineup. This is a really bad team, so I think that's how I would look at it from an outsider's perspective, and just you know, knowing what the table looks like, knowing what the Eastern Conference plays like, and then obviously seeing that they are two Western Conference teams coming up. So that's that's kind of how I would look at that one. Yeah,
0: and, and don't don't let convincio hear you. He was offended that I said that Inter Miami is going to beat Inter Miami is going <laughs> sh- sh- sh-
3: sh- to beat but his team sucks. <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, that's, <laughs>
0: that's why lying. he's coming to see Miami. Now, on, on, on Twitter, I said, that's going to be the best game we win because we're going to be playing with our MLS 2 team. That's going to be the team that runs out there, and they're going to be KC, and we're going to celebrate it as the best R- victory the return of, the year. of Harvey Neville. <laughs> <laughs> no, we loaned him out. He's, not no, he's already loaned out to, like, Lourdes Sorry, United. But London. whoever it is, it, we'll figure out a way to win that game. I have no doubt. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought when I brought up Kevin Cho. Uh, <laughs> so we haven't had you on. So I kind of want obviously we have a lot of new viewership, right? Yeah, people from all over the place watching the show and the MLS now. So we kind of when we have an opposing teams podcaster on or report or whatever it may be, we like to you to kind of give us not just us and Samami fans, but just everybody that's new to this some information on maybe think people that we could be looking out for, like players to look out for. When we watch the game on Wednesday, that maybe aren't household names, right? Everybody knows Mukhtar, but like give us some names of people that maybe you want to look out for that might stand out to us or we want to just pay a little closer attention
3: to. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think Uncle Mad mentioned him too, but um, he's not uh, somebody that that national fans will be surprised about. But Jacob Schaffelberg has been such a, a revelation since he joined from Toronto FC. Um, another person that everybody's heard of, but but probably don't think he's a game changer in in the league anymore is dax mccarty he is such an important piece of what this team does he had kind of a down year and a half but he yeah he he, yeah that's exactly what that's exactly what a national fan would want to hear probably though i hate him it it, it never it's never necessarily going to look pretty but what he does is so important defensively and then he's probably the one guy they, they brought in his former backup at, at New York Red Bulls, Sean Davis, uh, the previous off season to kind of say, you're going to be the future Dax because Dax is just 36 years old. He's not going to be long for this, for this league. And then um, when you see those guys play, I, I love Sean Davis and, and our podcast was, was talking constantly about how Sean Davis needed to be get the guy that they brought in. And we will always crow about how they eventually did it. And, and it, it was exactly what they did. And then they saw the same thing that we did, but you also saw that he's just not Dax McCarty. Just the you know the different intangible stuff, and, and plus the tangible stuff. He's the one like such true a defensive midfielder that this team has that can also translate it to offense a little bit. Um, you know, Anibal Godoy is is a little bit more of an attacking version, but he's he's just a destroyer defensively. You know, you get you don't get the full package unless you have Dax McCarty on the pitch, and that's something that this national team is, is honestly struggled with when he hasn't played. I, I, I know mad mentioned yeah. that, that the fact that he didn't play against Atlanta, um, was, was a big part of why this team came out really flat. So he's one, I, I, again, I'm not, I'm not, you know, giving a revelation about some player that nobody's ever heard no, of, but birthing players. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I think a guy that, that, um, sometimes is a little bit unheralded, but Nashville fans, I think appreciate, um, in ways that only uh, uh, fans of a team, the style of Nashville could appreciate. Um, And I think uncle mad mentioned him too. It's Lucas McNaughton. He came over from Toronto FC uh, over the course of this season. And he's been um, the most uh, Ken from Barbie looking defender on this team for sure. But also he's been much more solid than anybody expected. Um, He's stepped in for an injured Walker Zimmerman at times. He stepped in for an injured Jack Mayer at times and he's not he's not going to be a star he's not going to be the best player on anybody's defense in any reasonable universe that we live in but he's going to come in and, and be a really solid player and i think that's certain i know it's better than toronto fc fans were expecting when they got rid of him so that's something that i think uh has gone really appreciated by Nashville fans for sure
0: <laughs> uh, hazel with the real questions i need to know what the fifa ratings are Sorry, it's, yes. it's on, <laughs> I, on this show. I, that's that's it, how Hazel. we judge our players. That's how we judge our players am, on this show. <laughs> I am on it, my friend. All right. Uh, so, obviously, we all said, right? And it's a lot easier to say since we won. So, it's a lot easier to be like, yeah, you guys outplayed us, you know? So, but we felt like you guys obviously played us. Everybody says Dallas. I felt like Nashville played a better game than Dallas, honestly. I just that we, we got down. We had, we had our own goals. You know, it was a weird game. And not that Dallas didn't play a good game against us, but I thought Nashville played a better game against mm-hmm. us. But um what would you say is the Nashville strength that you guys are going to try to exploit on Wednesday night?
3: Yeah, I think there are a couple. The first one is set pieces. This is a Nashville team that has focused on that since you know the first you know match that they played in Major League Soccer. The first goal that they scored, the only goal that they had scored for like the first six months of the franchise, since there was uh, something of a little break there right after it started, but uh, uh, set pieces are so important to this team. Walker Zimmerman is a major threat on set pieces. There are a few other guys who can who can get on the end of set pieces. Anibal Godoy, who I already mentioned, um, Hani Mukhtar is a surprising uh, participant in that. Sometimes McNaughton has been a guy who's been able to do it, and they've gotten really good service from Mukhtar on corners, especially and set pieces where he's where he's just taking a shot from the free kick. And Daniel Lovitz has, has been really good on service as well. The other one would be absorbing a little bit of pressure, drawing numbers forward, and then countering. Um, the counterattack has has been so important to this Nashville team. I th- think against a team that has Lionel Messi, which doesn't need to push numbers forward to create chances because, again, you have the best string puller that's ever played the game, you know, distributing. Right. Um I think his his assist the other night is is the perfect example of you don't need a great look, you don't need a ton of numbers to to have all of a sudden a really good look. Um he he's going to, you know, see the pass that nobody else sees and then be there to to dunk it home on the doorstep too. So I don't know that that one's such an advantage against Nashville. The set pieces are going to be big. The defensive solidity is it's really boring, frankly. If you, if you're looking for a house It almost it looks like you're parking the bus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It. it, it
3: yes. I. Uh, there's definitely an element of that, but I think uh, opposing fans get mad because the parking the bus seems to always end up with a one zero. It's never a zero zero sort of deal. So you know, it, it kind of has this reputation as being a a you know they're not going to score because or they're not going to let you score because they are not, also not trying to score, but they also seem to to find the winner more often than not when they go with that sort of philosophy. Right. So. It, it can be it can be something that uh, is an acquired taste, I guess. But it is definitely something that they're going to focus on defensive solidity and and trying to turn that into transition. And if it doesn't work, yes, it can end up looking really boring. But that's what really the bread and butter of this team is.
0: If you're winning, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it yeah, and exactly.
3: And it, it, that's the thing is it it can turn into zero zeros, definitely. But uh, somehow this Nashville team, which doesn't have as much attacking talent, as a lot of. Uh, teams around the league. it's It's got what is now the second best number 10 in the league, but uh, you need more than one guy a lot of the time. And, and Nashville has been able to do it with basically one guy in Hani Mukhtar and and focusing on being really defensively sound. They've added speed this offseason with with Jacob Schaffelberg, who I mentioned, with Fafa Pico, but really it is the Hani Mukhtar and defend show a lot of the time. And it still manages to be pretty high scoring too, but uh, it is it, the priority is definitely don't let the other guys score first.
0: I will tell you something that you were saying just a couple minutes ago that probably got all the Inter Miami fans in the chest was when you <laughs> said that your strength is set pieces because we've given up the most set pieces in the league this year. I feel like, oh, you know what? Honestly, in open play, I don't really worry about people getting scoring on us all that often. When it's a set piece, I feel like it's halfway goal. Like it's it's going to go in at some point. So that that is frightening to hear. Honestly,
3: yeah, I, th- I think from that perspective, um, this Miami d- defense was terrible, and probably the back, you know, six is is still not that good. I guess you could consider Busquets part of that, but other than that, it's still not very good. The, you know, the upside right now is that you have a bunch of guys who can possess the ball, and and there are fewer of those moments where you have to rely on the center backs, where you have to rely on the right back or whatever it is, and that's that's enough when you have a guy like Messi. Well and well, just so insane-
0: you know we we picked up a new center back just uh, he started for us for the first time against Cincinnati so we got that going for us I guess. Okay, Chris? Yeah, he's
1: he's he's young and and he's playing he he's starting to gel well with the team but other than that like he had mentioned the center backs at this point are probably where our weaknesses are and that's considering that just maybe maybe 10 games ago before Messi came in a lot of the fan base actually liked how our center backs were playing as far as miller and kristoff they were playing pretty solid and distributing the ball right danny
0: yeah uh i mean like, like i said it's a doc all- it was it a like a up, of an upgrade yeah
3: yeah chris Christoph well, has his moments i'll uh i'll withhold comment comments on mm-hmm. <laughs> well uh let's get back let's get back to the real
1: real news of the uh, uh, of the show because someone asked about this what's the what's the fifa ranking and here we go McNaughton is ranked 63 it's a bronze he's not even a is that a rare card or is that a common card wow
0: i don't know but I like ryan gosling he does look like a he kid. he does
1: look like yeah just yeah. and and, and, he's so, and somebody yeah and somebody mentioned that he gets the ryan gosling award let's not forget that in uh in the movie remember the titans he was a complete liability let's not let's not forget about that
0: <laughs> on defense okay jesus all right. Um. Uh. I, I think we're we're ready for the predictions, oh Chris. Yes, we are.
1: All right, and so. it's gonna be big. I mean, so we had a prediction with uh, Uncle Matt. He said, "What two one if mm-hmm. if, uh, if, uh, if, if if Walker, Walker plays. plays, and if he doesn't play, then geez, I can't even imagine what his what the score would have been predicted for him." You guys uh, let him off we'll easy. S- I don't think he even said anything. <laughs> no, no, I no, he didn't mention anything. Uh, but we'll start off with you, Tim. So, big game coming up on Wednesday, right? It's a rematch. We get to present some silverware the same day. And uh, and I guess it's actually better for Nashville because then they could take a, a a second stab at it. What do you see the game
3: resulting in? What is your prediction? Yeah, I think Nashville's really going to rely on the same um, philosophy that they relied upon in the League's Cup final, which is, um, you know, Leo Messi is going to get one goal or one opportunity that he creates that nobody else on the planet could create. If he scores it, you lose. If, if he doesn't, if he doesn't score it or, or if you can come back, you have a really good chance. I think they're going to play for like that one, one, or maybe a a one, zero zero one, something pretty low scoring, which may not be that fun for a trophy presentation game. It's just, it's a matter of Nashville having kind of saved a lot of, of their best players for this Dax McCarty, um, you know, Walker Zimmerman not Walker Zimmerman didn't even play against Atlanta. You know this is a situation where if it was a game that they were trying to win, he's he's playing in that game. They're saving him for the for the Miami game, and I think some of that is like a little bit of a revenge. I think because they're they're playing for a low scoring match, and I don't think you can stop Messi. I think a similar you know uh, full time result of one one is is probably what I would guess. I wouldn't put it past Messi to to make it, you know, four <laughs> one or whatever, but I also wouldn't put it past Nashville to say, hey, we're this this fucking guy's not gonna beat us. You know, we are going to yeah. we are going to grind out a zero zero or or hope to steal a winner and make it a one-nothing win.
1: Well, that's not bad. That's not bad. I could see that. I, I can see that. Danny, what do you what do you think? What do you what do you see the prediction being? Or do you want me to go first so I can exaggerate? But, uh, <laughs> Go ahead, you exaggerate. You do your so you exaggerate. I I I don't think I'm gonna exaggerate this time, Danny. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna be humble for this game. I think that it's gonna be three to one. Inter Miami <laughs> takes it. <That's laughs> humble, I th- yeah. I think that's pretty humble. I, the I mean, best look,
0: defense in the league. Okay.
1: I mean, look. I'll tell you, the New England Revolution in their email that they sent were right about one thing. You can guarantee a goal per game if you look at statistics at this point. So a goal per game out of Messi with a, a random goal from some randos coming in as well, I think it could be 3-1. I could definitely see that happening, especially for a trophy presentation game.
0: I, I wore the Kissing sister shirt just because I, I wanted to predict the draw because I kind of <sighs> felt like Nashville's going to come in and they're going to play that low block. They're going to say, you're not going to beat us. We might get a goal with Mukhtar, but you're not beating us. And that's kind of how I figured that they're going to come and approach this game. But the more I thought about it, Inter-Miami, every game that Messi has started at home have scored at least three goals. They scored mm. three, four, four, and then they've gone on the road to some of the best teams in the league defensively, and they've put up multiple goals. If Messi starts, I, I wanted to say a draw, but I don't I don't think, I don't know. I, I think that we might win. <laughs> I, like, like Uncle Matt said, until somebody beats us, and again, I know a draw isn't a loss, but at home, they just played so well at home so far. I'm going to say 2-1, kind of like Uncle Matt. I'm going to say 2-1. I can't imagine us keeping a clean sheet, especially since they're such so good. They scored on us in the League Cup Final, although it was technically an own goal. It was off a set piece. Yeah. Like We we give up goals on set pieces. That's just what we do. So giving up a set piece goal and then us scoring two, which are going to be a hard fought too, I promise you, because Nashville is going to be all about not letting us score. Like, it's not going to oh, be yeah. an open game. So, I, I, def, I think 2-1, I'm going to say. And, uh, yeah, I'll I'll, well, I'll put the, the Kissing Sister shirt away for another day. And uh, I'll tell you, I think that the fan base, if
1: there's any game that we can lose that's somewhat acceptable, I think it would be this one, especially since we're facing against Nashville, who, I mean, held, held us to a pretty, a pretty tough game the last time we played them. So... If we lose to Nashville, I don't think it's gonna be that surprising to the fan base. It's not like if we would have lost to you know Cincinnati
0: or the Red Bulls, I guess. Yeah, but with um with the playoffs, I don't want to say that they're on the line already, but we don't have a very much margin mm-hmm. for error. So, kind of, so kind we, of yeah, but we, I think in the last twelve eleven now, we could drop two games. Yeah. Two out of eleven you can drop and still possibly make yeah. the playoffs but you don't want to drop one of the very first games out of those 11 because all of a sudden you feel like you're backed up into a corner. If it happens like four or five games down the road from now, maybe. Uh, I think this is a really big game. I think they need to get this game uh, because LAFC in LA is going to be really tough. And I, I always told you that I thought it was going to be really hard to win against the Red Bulls, Nashville, and LAFC. I really have a really hard time believing that we could win all three of those. So I think the Red Bulls was a must win, and I think Nashville is a must win. And then LAFC. Hopefully, we can at least get a point out of that one. And and before you move on, Danny, I, I want to just mention this comment because I think this is
1: an important comment. RM three hundred five chimes in says, "So our Inter Miami fans that are started watching because of Messi considered bandwagon fans, asking for a friend. As long as you like Inter Miami, guy, it's okay. RM, just like Inter Miami a little bit, okay. And while you're at it, get the thumb guys and uh, you know put it to work, like and subscribe, all that good stuff."
0: I, I don't i don't know that, that bandwagon stuff is like they, it brought them over we're all rooting for the same team to win so i, I i'm okay with that i don't care that bandwagon was stuff. It, I'll, I'll give a
3: i'll give a comparison here so i went Go to the it. university of michigan and michigan state fans love to just rag on on michigan people for for being bandwagon fans because the team was always way better and, and remains way better but it's it doesn't matter if you're a fan of the team you're a fan of the team nobody cares yeah. why it, it all it all yeah. counts right so that's that's my yeah. very concise version of that thought. Yeah, very, very I agree. Nice. Now, the
0: only thing is that a lot of Inter-Miami fans are like, oh, yeah, but they're going to leave once Messi leaves. A lot of them might. might. But yeah, I think they probably will, they probably
3: will, but some will stick around. Some. Will oh, stick yeah, around. some will so definitely.
0: Well, let's welcome everybody with open arms and just hope that the ones that stick around enjoy the ride from here on out and then decide to stick around you know i think they have fun with us on on mondays and wednesdays on the chat so we'll see and and look look at this res- and, and and you mentioned
1: it Danny we've had we've had people jump into this community of ours that came in as messy fans and now they appreciate the team they're interested in the team they ask questions about the team and it's just like how rm 305 is commenting now yeah i really only watch soccer during world cup didn't follow it that much but i'm all in that's that's what we're talking about that's what we're talking yeah. about guys
0: all right so uh one last thing because i know chris you're gonna get to the question so before we get to the question i did want to bring up one (laughs) quick thing this is the first home game in in like a month we haven't had a whole game in a while maybe not a month but like three weeks and the last time we came on here uh and actually uh, tim how do you feel about the wave at soccer games
3: uh kind of the same way that i feel about and fans it's like it's if it's not for me, it's not for me. But if that's how people are going to enjoy their time at a sporting event, I whatever. As long as they're enjoying themselves and spending their money in the stadium, I don't care. I agree.
0: Because that's a Miami very good fans answer. have this Miami has a, fans have a reputation of leaving the games early, right? That's the yeah. reputation that that the city has built. And in the 80th minute of the last game, where we were beating up on Charlotte four to zero, they started doing the wave in the eightieth minute. And I thought to myself, I'd rather them do the wave in the 80th minute and start walking out in the 80th minute. If if they're having fun, who cares? Exactly. But a lot of people were like, ah, we'd rather them start chanting and stuff. But a lot of people don't know the chants. So what I wanted to do, for those of you watching that will be at the game, Vice City on their YouTube channel have all their chants, lyrics up on there as you can hear the song you can listen to them and learn them because I honestly believe, and I want to find, figure out a way to kind of get it around in the stadium. Because if you listen, when they do the Ole, when they do the messy chants, everybody joins in. Everybody has fun chanting and singing along. When they know what the chant is, if it's easy, yes. they'll go with it. So I, I want to figure out a way to get the whole stadium into it and to get that out. Now, I don't know if anybody has any ideas on how to do that, uh, I was talking to Caesar from Vice City the other day. He told me that at some point they were giving out flyers with the QR codes so that you could pull them up on your phone. I, I think that's a great idea also. I think it would be really cool if there was a way to kind of get that all out because I am 100% sure. And I, I know that they couldn't put it up on the big screen, right, because they're showing the game on the big screen. But if you yeah. can figure out how to get it for everybody to see, everybody would sing along. Everybody enjoys this. So that's just what I wanted to say because I would love for the whole stadium to be chanting and singing instead of just the north stand yeah. all right chris go no, ahead most definitely all right so tim for every
1: person that we have on every guest that we've had on we've had a question which uh it's it's really a picture and uh kudos mm-hmm. to callie who's uh, a part of the battered family as well uh he's the one that sort of originated with this picture but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna put this picture on the screen and you got you got some tough decisions to make my friend so you got to pick one of the five pieces of steak and one of the six pieces of toast, yeah. and everyone in the chat will judge you according to what you're gonna pick. <laughs> so pick wisely.
3: Oh man, so I'm uh, I'm kind of a half a halfway guy. I'll, uh, I'm somewhere between one and two. I'll, I'll go two just to be on air on the side of caution here, and then uh, toast. Oof. I guess I'm probably a three sort of guy. I'm not a burnt guy, okay. but I'm definitely not a raw guy either for that. Right.
0: You don't microwave All your right.
3: bread. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: that, that was good choices. That, that, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I
0: can't do the one. I, I got to do the three on the meat. Uh, that one is a little too. No, no. no. You, gotta eat a, you can't
1: do if, a two if it. Was still,
3: if it was still mooing at me, I'd, I'd like it still, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You're a different breed. <laughs> yes. it, it'll make them
1: like
0: you. <laughs> uh, hey, steve this... Munoz was... go ahead oh, oh good oh, answer. you were you were
1: saying about the steve the yeah. steve muñoz go ahead
0: yeah he said uh in, in new, our new Yorkers considered bandwagoners because half the stadium was pink just so you know steve that game was played in new jersey all right um yeah. in ecuador mike v uh they literally hand out a little piece of paper with just one song and they did that for a month straight then a new song the next month that's not a bad option look that i so I think that that there has to be something, and I think that the team right' Cause the supporter section already does what they do, right by city southern legion, the siege uh nación rosa negro all of them right if I'm forgetting any my my fault, but they all do a good job doing what they do, but I really do think that the team has to help out with that because that really helps them the atmosphere at the games um which by the way i want to mention i want to
1: mention something on uh uh, I'm going to – okay, go ahead with uh, Uncle Matt's question. So <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Matt is Tim able to smell uh, smell
3: Beckham's musk from the press box. Yeah, fortunately, we were given a, a buffer zone, so I was saved from that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I want to mention something on on Steve Munoz's uh, comment. Uh, by the way, Steve Munoz, I don't know if you saw the last oh, – I think you did. You were on it. Uh The last guy that we had on from the New York Red Bulls said that he had sold his seats and paid for his entire season package off of those seats. So, yeah, they're basically selling their seats to anybody wearing whatever color. (laughs)
0: Liquid Amis said in Argentina, we eat the meat as a number one and number two, very bloody. I like it when it's still moving. my man there we go uh why don't mls uh why not mls play under the rain they do play under the rain it's just if there's lightning they uh they aren't allowed to play when it's i think within yeah. like eight miles is it six, Something six like miles that. Yeah. six miles okay and um the songs are on youtube yes yes on Vice city's website uh in the description i'm going to put a link to um to uh, a page that they have where it's literally just the lyrics, and if you get on their YouTube page, you can actually listen to the songs and read the lyrics. All right. Um, anything else from the the chat that you want to bring up, Chris? Or are we- uh, I'm part? trying to look for something else. I mean, I see something basketball
1: related that I want to click real bad, but I'm not because we're talking football. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 oh yeah, Mr. Krabs is just mentioning I saw photos of messy shirts in the Red Bulls
0: team store. So that's awkward well that's i, really I, I awkward. promise you that wasn't there in nashville and and kudos to you guys tim in nashville you guys showed up i thought that, that might be 50 50 you guys that, that was 70 75 nashville that was an awesome environment uh man i really really enjoyed being out there and uh and I, I mean i know that i was rooting for into miami when i was there but it was really cool to hear the nashville fans boo messi
3: and get yeah. really into the game I, I i think that those are the best type of environments to be in yeah i i so i i will admit i'm i'm a long time messi fan you know as i've said many times he's the greatest player that's ever walked this earth but uh you know if you're an opposing fan you can recognize greatness but you don't it, for 90 minutes you can root against the guy right <laughs> like course, he's not any less great because because he's beating the the team that or because he's not beating the team that you want to root for, I, I I've thought some of the discourse around people saying, "Oh, you can't boo the goat." It's like, of course you of course can. You it's can. not because he's. It's, a boo is not a claim that he's bad. It's it's a an, a recognition that he's our playing team. for the other team. Yeah, yeah, It's yes. all it is. Yeah.
0: Uh, yes, they're gonna play through the hurricane because the hurricane's not coming to South Florida unless it moves. We are gonna get some outer bands. Expect the weather delay at some point because that's just yeah. how South Florida does it. But no they'll, they'll play the game uh, that shouldn't be a problem and to the messy point where people are saying that you're saying he's bad i've misspoken on here the last month a few times i've gotten canceled like three times by all argentinians they yeah they absolutely yeah. They, they they hate when you say absolutely anything negative about uh messi and i don't i just sometimes i misspeak all right all right um tim thank you for joining us we really appreciate you taking the time uh for being a good guest and for giving us some insight and once again, if you want to just say where it is that they can find you before we head out.
3: Yeah, uh, on, on Twitter or whatever it's going to be called within the next week. Who knows? Uh, at Club Country USA. <laughs> uh, same on YouTube. Uh, the website is ClubCountryUSA.com. Search uh, Club and Country on your podcast uh, service of choice, and, and you'll be able to find us there.
0: Oh, I had a quick question. You guys love Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is everywhere
3: in Nashville. Yeah, it's a, it's a theme. I guess it wasn't so much thing, a question. Yeah, yeah. That's, that wasn't a question, but I, I will right. answer the implied <laughs> question, which is it's kind of a thematic thing. I don't know. Right. They're, okay. The black jersey that they have this year is is themed on him. He's obviously somebody who, who became famous in Nashville and, I believe, uh, passed away when he lived in Nashville. So it's kind of a a shout out to the city i don't think necessarily the direct soccer connection is there but <laughs> hey there it is there it is
0: look i, I look I, I love johnny cash and i had no idea until i went to the johnny cash uh little museum that they have there yeah that, down on
3: first street yeah or a second
0: yeah that that the that the hurt song was a cover for 9 inch nails oh yeah oh yeah i, I had the no Nine idea the 9 inch nails version
3: is weird but yeah yeah
0: yeah I, I listened to it afterwards i, I was like why yeah. did they even choose it like how did they think that this was going to work but it worked and yeah yeah I,
3: that's, that's that's good uh he had a good producer or something on that one. yeah yeah for sure so yeah that, that was a little history lesson
0: for you guys The hurt uh, johnny cash song originally a nine inch nail song all right chris any final thoughts
1: listen i can't wait till wednesday to see uh some hardware being represented to the fan base here in miami i'm gonna be out there you're gonna be out there danny
0: I already have my copy of the of the statue. Oh, nice! (laughs) Look Look at that. that. Yeah, yeah. La cafetera, la cafetera. Just go go to Navarro. You can get yourself one for like five bucks. Yeah, for sure.
1: I'm looking forward (laughs) to it. Look at this, and and even even Steve Munoz. Wow, Danny is cultured. Look at that. You're not getting any hate this episode,
0: Danny. You're not getting canceled. I'm pretty sure that was sarcastic, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was a blast all man. right thank you so much right. for
3: coming on tim much appreciated really yeah absolutely uh messi will be a little upset that's not a true mate cup but he'll i think he'll <laughs> <guess so. laughs> yeah all right so if you are listening on audio and you listen all the way to
0: the end thank you as always please like subscribe comment review all that other good stuff and if you're listening on youtube thank you for watching all the way to the end Also, like and subscribe. And if you are part of the chat or you were part of the chat today, as always, you guys are the best part of the show. We appreciate your input always being, I mean, funny and Steve always being an ass. And uh, Chris, as always, I hate you. Tim, thank you for joining us. And until the next one, have a good one. Are we going to be back on Wednesday after the game? I believe so. We'll see. Okay. Depends. So, So we might catch you guys after the game on Wednesday. But until the next one, have a good one. Peace. Thanks, guys.